leaders this morning, Reverend Yadi, and all those who have served faithfully this morning. Good morning, New Church. It is an honor and a, and a joy this morning to be in your presence to preach the good news in the absence of our pastor, the Reverend Dr. Joe Hudson. Our thoughts and prayers are with Dr. Joe, Stephanie, and all of New Church, our New Church family, on the journey. We ask for God's traveling grace and their safety. Let us pray. Creator, loving, and mother God of all creation, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O God, our strength and our redeemer. Now, God, give us ears to hear, hearts and minds to understand and receive your preached word. It is in the name of Jesus we pray. Can God's people say amen? amen. Faith that transforms. Nelson Mandela, Mr. Nelson Mandela, was one of the greatest liberator and freedom fighters of all times. Nelson Mandela's life story draws attention from people all over the world. Mr. Mandela's ability to forgive those who oppressed and imprisoned him has been life transforming for Mr. Mandela, South Africans, and people all over the world. Mr. Mandela spent 27 years doing hard labor in South Africa, in a South African prison, for his anti-apartheid efforts to liberate uh, his people from oppression. Mandela had many reasons to be resentful and, and harbor resentments while serving in prison. Mr. Mandela could have, have let his anger drive him mad during the years he spent in isolation. You guys have heard the story. It's a wonder that he didn't go insane. Instead, Mr. Mandela served time and, and did not focus his attention on how he would get revenge for the wrongs that had been done to him. Amazingly, when he was released from prison, he used his time and, and attention to find opportunities for reconciliation. Reconciliation is, is not always viewed in a positive light by, by those who have been oppressed. However, Mr. Mandela used it for good. After a considerable amount of, of challenging, collaborative work with others, Mr. Mandela was elected as president of a nation whose, whose people have once oppressed him and robbed him of precious time with his, his family and a legal career. Mr. Mandela had a vision of unity for the people in South Africa where, where there would be healing and, and wholeness for the oppressed and the oppressor. Even the oppressor needs healing and, and, and forgiveness to, to be whole as God has created 
God's people to be. Forgiving those who oppressed him and, and doing the life-transforming work of releasing any resentments that were a result of the harm done to him granted him the space and the ability to, to make transformational changes of reconciliation that benefited South Africa and the world at large. Not only was South Africa changed as a result of Mr. Mandela's forgiving heart, there was an interest sparked all, all around the world for, for enemies to work together. Do you guys remember that period of time? Others around the world and were influenced by Mr. Mandela and how when he was free from imprisonment, he worked to build a, a democratic nation as opposed to spending his time fighting and, and, and getting revenge. I'm, I'm sure the ways in which Mr. Mandela benefited from the release of, of the internalized conflict physiologically, emotionally, and psychologically allowed him the, the space to heal and to be whole and, and ultimately to perform goodwill. Mr. Mandela's faith was transformative and, and sparked change in the nation of South Africa and other nations around the world. Mr. Mandela's ability to forgive and his transformative work will, will give witness to the importance of, of Jesus' message and teachings to his disciples in our gospel lesson today, the gospel story. So in, in, in preparation for this sermon. I read all of chapter 17 of Luke. Interestingly, what, what Jesus says in verses 1 through 4, what the disciples are responding to in, in verses 5, stood out to me the most. Jesus' high expectation prompted the disciples to, 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 to ask Jesus to increase their faith. So this morning, I will focus my attention on the disciples' response and Jesus' response in verses 5 through 6 regarding the high value Jesus placed on forgiveness. Now, in this gospel lesson, Jesus is traveling to Jerusalem and using the time with his disciples as a teachable moment to educate them as faith leaders. Now in chapter 17, verses 1 through 4, which wasn't in the gospel reading, but I, I, I kind of read through that, Jesus warns the disciples of the severity of suffering if they cause another person to stumble. Jesus goes on further to point out his expectation of the, ex of the disciples to extend benevolent forgiveness to others without restraint. Jesus stresses the importance of the disciples being able to, to practice forgiveness. And I, said er and I said earlier on the 
Um, he, he places high value on them being able to, to do this. It's, it's difficult because Jesus was talking to them back then about forgiveness, and we still struggle today in this area. Now, disciples' response to, the, to Jesus' ethical expectation is increase our faith. As if to say, <laughs> we will need more faith to meet your high expectations. It's interesting to me how, how Jesus responds to their request. It was, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could do miraculous things. With, with, with verbal commands, if you go back and read it, Jesus is saying, you could just say this and, and this will happen. Verbal commands like uproot a mulberry tree and, and plant it in the sea. Here, is Jesus pointing out their lack of faith and what the possibilities were if they only had a little faith? Or, or, or maybe Jesus is encouraging them to do the things that are humanly humanly possible like forgiving others which can cause transformational change in our lives you 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 all know about forgiving uprooting a tree and and planted in the sea is is surely a metaphor or parable, analogy being used by Jesus to demonstrate the possibilities when we exercise a little faith, to take on those things that, that seem impossible or, or difficult and uprooting those things in our lives, those things that are hard, things like being able to forgive so we can release and be delivered from the hurt and the harm. You see, Jesus envisioned his disciples being transformed and exercising their, their faith and speaking life to those things that seem life-challenging to them. And, use, and he uses a metaphor to, to help them get a picture, to help them visualize the great possibilities. So, forgiveness must have been important. It must have been an important issue for Jesus to raise because he names it as an expectation after he warns them about stumbling, being a stumbling block in the lives of others. I, I believe for the disciples then and, and, and for us now. The unwillingness to forgive hinders our ability to be whole as God has created us to be. We all have witnessed how holding on to hurt and pain can, can, can weigh us down and pre prevent us from living wholesome lives. Please know 
I'm not saying, and, and I surely don't believe Jesus' message was to let people use us as a doormat. I'm not saying that at all. A therapist friend of mine always reminds me that forgiveness does not mean sticking around. It does not mean forgetting. Forgiveness is a form of releasing that, that makes way for healing and wholesome living. Releasing resentments that have been burdensome can, can, can be life-giving and allows for resurrection and, and renewal in our lives. Like, like that mulberry tree being up, uprooted. Recently, I read this interesting article in Psychology Today by Abigail Brenner titled, Five Reasons Why It's Important to Forgive. The subtitle was, was really striking to me. The subtitle was, To Error is Human. To Forgive is Divine. In Brenner's opinion, finding forgiveness is an essential thing to do for, for our own well-being and, and for your future health and sanity. Brenner names five reasons why being able to forgive frees you to move on in your life. Anybody ever experienced this before? Here are the five reasons. Number one, when you forgive someone, you forgive yourself. Forgiving let, gets you out of the victim mode. Forgiveness frees you. Forgiveness helps your health. Lastly, forgiving helps you move forward on your spiritual path. And that's what we're talking about today. That's what Jesus wanted for the disciples. Forgiveness encourages compassion. Brenner goes on to say, you are able to relate to others as a part of the human experience. You feel for others as you do for yourself, emotionally and psychologically encumbered, you can begin to put the past behind. Forgiveness is an act of kindness and goodness. It is a path to peace. I believe Jesus names forgiveness as an issue while they are headed to Jerusalem before his final days on earth because it was an area the disciples were struggling with, as many of us do today. Jesus is wanting them to, to understand. Jesus is wanting them to, to understand the need to, to, to forgive, to be leaders in the faith movement. And is naming this area of concern and need for, for growth. The disciples asked for more faith regarding their ability to meet the high expectation. And, and Jesus also lets them know that even with little faith, they could do wondrous and great things that may seem impossible. As humanly as, as forgiving is, it can be 
a great thing to, for someone to, to do in their lives. It can be impossible. It, it depends on how burdened down one is with the pain of hurt. So there's times when we need Jesus to, and God to step in and, and strengthen us with, with, with the power to be able to do it. Jesus wants them to understand that he is calling them to, to do something they are capable of, though. But their hearts and mind would have to be transformed. This was a, a different type of ideological thinking. We know that change is, is difficult, especially when it is an, an ideological thinking that, that we have been embracing most of our lives. Forgiveness is not easy, but necessary if we want our lives to be transformed. The writer of the gospel lesson wanted readers to, to know the importance of ongoing for, formation and, and growth in our faith, in ministry and as followers of Jesus. We learn in the lesson that unlike some of the religious leaders during that time, those who follow in the path of Jesus should, should be at a place in their faith formation where they are less concerned with, with prestige and status, but a greater interest and concern with, with helping, not hindering, those who are in need, those who find themselves in the margins of life. We often witness the the opposite of this in our society. Many who claim to be Jesus followers are, are least concerned about others who are weak, downtrodden, brokenhearted, and in need of hope and healing. These folks often believe in an ideology that God helps those who helps themselves. And when you are down, you just need to, to, to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Dr. Martin Luther King addressed this ideology by claiming, it's all right to tell a man to, to lift himself up by his bootstraps, his own bootstraps, but it is a cruel jest to say to a bootless man that he ought to lift himself up by his own bootstraps. So, in our context, how do we live into this ideology that Jesus is calling us to? As much as we take pride in, in our ability to do wondrous and great things, I encourage you this morning to begin with the simple things that you are humanly capable of. Things that will cause transformation in your life and the lives of others. Just like that mulberry tree Jesus used as an example, there are things we can uproot in our lives and toss into the sea when we allow ourselves the opportunity to forgive ourselves and others and, and move beyond any hurt and pain that has been burdensome to us. Release, let go, and accept those new opportunities in your life that result from the new roots and transplanting that has taken place. 
Today, let's begin to exercise our faith and experience transformation like Mr. Mandela did. Try as Mr. Mandela did to release any harbor of resentment that you're holding on to and anger that prevents one from living into a divine destiny. Mr. Mandela became a great leader of South Africa and the world. You are capable of great humanly things also. By living into your shared humanity and abilities. And God's people said, Amen.